the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, it's more than football. It's making a difference through football. Stay tuned for the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Hey, welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. I tell you, LeVon, man, what an awesome show last week. Oh, man, we were absolutely great. I went into the film room, and I watched it, and I know that I graded out an A+. I'm not sure what you graded out, <laughs> but I know I graded out an A+. Plus. What a wonderful, wonderful conversation we had with Ray Ray. It was yeah, amazing. It was amazing, and, and uh, I tell you, Ray Ray was fantastic. And I did get to watch the Disney Plus uh, safety movie. Yeah, what, do you th- what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I thought it was great. I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh, yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, it was two amazing. Two thumbs up. Coaches, my teammates. These men are my brothers, too. This week's podcast is brought to you by Parm Smith and Archenhold. Hi, this is Coach Willie Jeffries, and you are listening to the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 11 of the defense, throwing the LSU player's shoe 20 yards down the field. Have you ever in your football career had anybody throw your shoe? You know, actually, I did. It was in Jacksonville. <laughs> you had someone throw your yeah. shoe? It was like the first game of the year, and we were getting beat down. It was really hot, and my shoe came off. And that guy just threw my shoe to the sideline. I just looked at him like, if I could choke you right now, <laughs> I would absolutely choke you. So I had to walk and get the shoe, and then I think they scored a touchdown. Oh, on man. Now, yeah. But was there a penalty flag thrown on that? <laughs> Back in those days, no way. <laughs> No penalty, nothing whatsoever. He just threw my shoe, and I'm like, God, now i got to waste energy to go get this shoe, put it on, then go back out here for another series of downs. So. Well, I think, you know, some some players might have thought that they were going to get that same shoe treatment, but, you yeah. know, hey, now and these he days. Threw, and he threw the shoe like 20 yards down <laughs> the field. Yeah, That was ridiculous. Mm. But, but anyway, that was funny. So you actually did have your shoe thrown. Yes, I, didn't, I did. I didn't. That, that kind of surprises me. Yeah. But, uh, well, how about um, – you know, last last week's show, we had thousands of people that have watched this. Right. Unbelievable and exciting to have a group, great group of people joining us and, and celebrating this second season. And today's interview, you know, this guy has, I think, been in, we got to double check with Mikey Football, but I think he was in nine Super Bowls. Dan Reeves. Wow, nine Super Bowls. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, any aspect you look at it from a coaching standpoint or from a player standpoint to be in nine Super Bowls is an accomplishment that sure is an accomplishment and so can't wait to hear coach Reeves and he has a lot of great uh um I thought advice for us and some stories that were just he was funny funny yeah he was you know I you look at him and you think that he's this buttoned up guy because he even wore a tie and a suit on the sidelines. But when you have a conversation with them, very pleasant, very funny, great, great interview. Great leader. And, and, you know, you played in the Super Bowl and have coached as well and been coached. I mean, what is the key to the versatility of someone like that? I mean, yeah, I I think a good coach is going to have to be somebody who can adjust. You know, a lot of times you think a coach is somebody who's kind of fixed on his system fixed on his ideas, but I think a really great coach 
is a coach that can really be flexible. I mean, can you imagine having uh, John Elway for a few years? You just got to let that guy do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> and then you go to the Atlanta Falcons, who really don't have a great history of football, and to get those guys to go to the Super Bowl, that's amazing coaching. It is fantastic coaching, and he's a, a, an awesome interview. And I tell you what, it's about time for us to get educated and let us go now, without further ado, to the Mikey football segment. Thanks, guys. This is the Mikey football segment. Let's go down to Columbia, where they just announced last week that they were going to hire Coach Shane Beamer. And I really think he's a high-ceiling guy, which I think is important. And the reason why I think that is because of the people that he's worked with. Lincoln Riley, Coach Spurrier, uh, of course, his dad, Frank Beamer, who's a legend at Virginia Tech. Uh, He's worked with Kirby Smart uh, and Sylvester Croom. Man, he's got a lot of success coming from those programs. He's going to bring a lot of energy to Columbia. So let's give him a chance. And again, let me remind you, there's a guy in the upstate that's done pretty good, and he hasn't had any head coaching experience prior to his experience now at Clemson either. So give him a chance. Back to you, David and LaVon. Yeah, what a great segment. Thank you, Mikey Football, here at the Wyatt Law Studios. LaVon, I mean, Shane Beamer, born in South Carolina when his dad was coaching at the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Love this uh, South Carolina tie. What do you think about him, and what, what, what do you see as the key to his success down there in Gamecock territory? Well, I, I like the fact that he's a young coach. He's a coach that can probably build, probably is a very great recruiter a guy that can get some players in and to buy into South Carolina and where they're trying to head. But I think you've got to give him enough time. You can't fire him after three years or four years. you got to give him enough time to build. And if he doesn't build after 10 years, then you let him go. But <laughs> I think I think um, you got to take your time with this guy and, and let him do his thing. I, I think he's a really good hire, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with the, with the connection there and with Spurrier and a lot of the great uh, South Carolina players like Marcus Lattimore and Stephon Gilmore and those guys. I mean, it's exciting. And, hey, without further ado, we have just a super interview. We want to thank Coach Dan Reeves for being on the show. And we're going to go to the Curry PA guest line, and let's talk to Coach Dan Reeves. Coach Reeves, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, LeVon. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, now you went to the University of South Carolina, and I went to Clemson University. Are we going to be able to get along on this conversation? Without question. Yes. Of course, I have so much respect for people that went to Clemson. Well, thank you, you know, Coach. It was a great, great school, and without question, one of the toughest competitors. I played football and baseball, and that was a tough place to play. And I have a lot of respect for Clemson. And we have a lot of respect for the University of South Carolina, too. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to do a little, a couple of softball questions, and uh, let's have a little bit of fun, okay? It sounds great. I like the softball. Okay, here we go. Are you an early bird or a night owl? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a night owl. You're a night owl? Yeah, I'm a night owl. I, I thought, I yeah, thought uh, sure you would say early bird. No, well, I was an early bird growing up because I was raised on the farm and had to get up early the next morning. But, you know, when you look at film, the late at night, you're right. a, a, a late bird. So. <laughs> So you are a night owl. Good, good, good. Okay. What's your caffeinated beverage of choice? Coffee, tea, or soda? Uh, 
Soda? Soda. Man, I, I, I thought you'd be a coffee guy. So, so what kind of soda do you like, Coach? Orange Fanta. Oh, Orange Fanta is the uh, best. Yeah, if you go to my refrigerator, I got a <laughs> six-pack in there all the time. Oh, yeah. Nothing like a cold Orange Fanta, Coach. Oh, yeah, exactly. We can hang out. I can see we can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I, I got some, some habits, and that's one that I definitely can't kick. <laughs> Uh, you shouldn't worry about kicking it. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. All right. So here we go. Now, it's January 11, 1987. Your team is down to the Cleveland Browns. Do you give John Elway any special instructions? You know, I think the uh, only thing I said to John is, you know, just take it one play at a time. You know, don't try to do everything at once. Let's just take it one play at a time. And John did a great job of that. You know, he didn't take any chances. You know, any un- unusual chances, uh, he just took what the defense gave him, and you know, we were able to, you know, move it right down the field. You know what, Coach? It couldn't happen to a better team than Cleveland Browns to lose in the fashion that he lost this. <laughs> Being a Pittsburgh Steeler, I think that's what they get. So thank you so much for doing that for us. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about it is, growing up, uh, I was a Cleveland Brown fan. Oh, <laughs> were you? Oh, yeah. Jim Brown fan, you know, yes. growing up. And uh, so that, that was a great thrill to, to be able to, you know, win in that fashion and win in Cleveland. Oh, it's an all-time great game, Coach, all-time great game. Now, I'm going to ask you something about leadership here. I want to say, I, I'm going to ask you, what leadership advice will you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? You know, I think it probably is the same thing that Coach Marvin Bass, who was my college coach and ended up uh, hired him as assistant when I became a head coach. And, you know, the thing he told me, he said, just be yourself. He mm-hmm. said, don't try to be something you aren't. He said, just try to be yourself. And, you know, people will respect that. And, uh, you know, that's what I always tried to do. Is I didn't try to emulate anybody. I just tried to be myself and, and take things that I had learned from you know, Coach Bass and also Coach uh, Landry. Uh, you know, I learned from two great, great coaches that, uh, you know, were certainly mentors of mine. Right. Now, all those great suits you should wear on the sidelines. So you telling me that you're a, a fashion guy? <laughs> you know, I figured I need all the help I could get. <laughs> you, know, I was, you know, I certainly uh, was uh, influenced by Coach Landry. Right. I always thought that he, he's, he looked so nice on the sideline and, you know, stood out and, you know, kind of showed that, uh, you know, he was in charge and uh, he wanted to, you know, to look good. And I just, you know, I learned that from Coach Landry. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, Coach, you you look really um, you look really good on those sidelines, the orange ties. I used to like that. <laughs> well, you know, I have to give my wife credit for that. You know? My I'll wife s- uh, went to high school together. Right. And, you know, got married while we were in college. Oh, and, nice. Uh, she, she's always been a great Yeah, sometimes we we men, we get it wrong. So good thing you had a wonderful wife that helped you throughout those years. No question about it. She's been a big uh, reason for any success I had. Uh, I always, even in high school when we were dating, I always tried to, you know, be as good as I could because I wanted to influence her because she had a lot of choices. And I wanted me to be the choice that she took. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, good, Coach. Look at you. I like it. Okay, Coach, tell me what is a surprising truth about head coaching? Excellent, Coach. Thank you. Now, Coach, I, I'm, I'm going to go here, but I'm going to ask you, what are your favorite memories as a Gamecock player? I finally beaten Clemson. <laughs> you beat us? For real? When was that? Tell us when you beat us. Say stuff like you're a child of God. You're a oh, child yeah. of God. Oh yeah, boy, you're such a nice guy. I'm so glad to have you here. Okay, good. Better, better watch out this fastball. <laughs> oh man. They lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> they give you the wrong signals, Cubs. I can't oh, believe yeah. that. I can't watch believe people at Clemson did that. Nothing like Clemson, South Carolina. Yeah. Unbelievable. Tell me, like, one of your favorite pro playing moments when you're in the NFL, one of your favorite moments. Red Frog. Red Frog. 
he called it, and uh, you know, he said, uh, and, and Coach Landry was the one that during the week, you know, I'd thrown a half-back pass a bunch of times that year, going to the right, but none going to the left. And uh, so he said, you know, they'll they'll work on it going to the right, but they won't expect it going to the left. Right. And so we worked on it, you know, all week uh, going to the left, and you know, sure enough, they pissed the ball out, and you know, I put it away, and you know, but the safety end the corner came up and. I remember stopping to throw the thing and heard a lot of, you know, cuss words from the right. at the time. And, you know, he was so wide open. I thought, golly, I can't miss this target. You know, he's so wide open. Right. So, anyway, that that's probably one of the, you know, great experiences I had. And, you know, you think you, you, you got the game won, but there was a, a quarterback that they had. That yes. Had different, he had a different idea. So No question about it. And then ran a quarterback sneak to win the thing. Of all things, a quarterback sneak. Now, Coach, I'm yeah, uh, Coach. I'm gonna go back to that ice ball. I mean, it looked extremely cold just watching the film. I mean, I was I was shivering. Could you tell us a little bit more? Can you share how cold it was? Were you so happy to leave that the loss didn't matter? No question about it. You know, I tell people all the time. Uh, you know, I can't. Ex- you know, describe how cold it was. You know, it's just, it, it was just unbelievable. It was, it was, I don't know how in the world they, you know, didn't call the game. Right. To explain to you how cold it was, I ran a, got hit, and got hit in my, busted my face mask, you know, and I got up off the ground and, you know, I took my hand and, then, you know, felt around to see if I, you know, lost any teeth or anything. <laughs> yes. You know, but my, my upper lip was stuck between my, you know, two teeth. Oh, my gosh. You know, and there was no blood. What? Now, have you ever busted your lip and had no blood come out? That's I have never done that. that. That Okay, well, that's how cold it was. That That's pretty cold. That's cold. You bust, bust your lip and have no blood come out. That's yes. That's how cold it was. Wow. Man. Okay, so, Coach, let me, let me ask you this now. Uh, who was a player you enjoyed playing with or coaching, and why so? Oh, I don't think there's any question that, uh, you know, John Elway, Mike Big, you know, when you're, you know, a coach, you know, you got to have that position. And uh, John Elway was a great student of the game, great talent, you know, could could hurt you both run and pass. But Mike Big was the same way, uh, you know, had great talent. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I, I had uh, quarterbacks could run and throw, but I never had a quarterback that was the fastest guy on the field until I got Mike Vick. Right. So, hey. you know, you, you got to have that position. And coaching those two guys, and I was so involved with the offense and calling plays, and, you know, uh, trying to help them at that, that position. Uh, you know, those are two great leaders. You, you can't win without it, and uh, they were two great, not lead, only great quarterbacks, but great leaders on our team. Hey, Coach, now I have an interesting story about Mike Vick, too, and Mike Vick helped me retire because uh, we were, I was at Philly my last year, and he was maybe in his second year, and he scrambled out to our left, his right, and Coach, he was running so fast that I didn't even I didn't even chase him, Coach. I just kind of looked downfield and, like, saying to myself, like, boy, he's really fast. <laughs> if, yeah, I was like, I think it's about time for me to retire because if you expect me to run after this guy, you got another thing coming. So, uh, 
Mike Vick was an incredible talent, so I, I see your point. Yeah, unbelievable talent. Unbelievable yeah. talent. I was yeah. a witness of how great Mike Vick was. Okay, Coach, I could talk to you forever, Red Frog. But, um, Red Frog. Red Frog, <laughs> but um, let me ask you one more question. We're going to let you go. Uh, okay. What is your favorite coaching game, season, or moment? Your favorite coaching game, season, or moment? Oh, gosh, I had so, so many uh, favorite moments. I, you know, I think certainly going and, and uh, you know, going to your first Super Bowl, even though we lost it, that was a, a tremendous thrill, you know, as a coach. Uh, you know, realizing that you, you know, were able to accomplish something, that, you know, as a, as a head coach, that, uh, you know, is always your goal. You know, every season is to, you know, get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, to finally win it uh, mm. and be able to hold that trophy up, uh, you know, that, that, that probably is the other, you know, other, other thing that I'll always remember. Because you had a wonderful career. Uh, it was a blessing talking to you. And, uh, David, do you have anything you want to ask, Coach? Let, let me ask you this, Coach. You, you know, one of the things that uh, we're trying to do here is is capture – the stories of South Carolina's great players and, and coaches and those like yourself that have really played and impacted this game at such a high level. And we want to capture your stories and we want to preserve that for, for the uh, generations to come. How do you want to be remembered? Well, I, you know, I think uh, you know, it should be a, a story to a lot of people that you know, I wasn't uh, as on a school at one school that offered me a scholarship. You know, you never know when you get that opportunity to just work hard uh, with whatever opportunity you have, make the most of it you possibly can, and you know, try to to realize you don't do it by yourself. You know, you got to surround yourself with good people, whether you be a coach or whether you be a player, and you got to try to make the people you know, around and be the best that they can be and do everything you can to help them, you know, be successful. It's not about you, you know, it's about us. And and you got to remember that. It's that, you know, that's the reason I love football because it was a team sport, you know. It, it wasn't just a, a 11 on the field. It was the 52 or 53 that you had, you know, of your entire squad, your coaching staff, uh, your fans, you know, everybody is responsible and, and, and can help you be successful. So, you know, surround yourself with good people and, uh, you know, teach them how to be successful by being, you know, disciplined and working hard and, and uh, you know, just being nice to everybody as you possibly can. Wow, that's fantastic. And I think they, th certainly you've lived out that, that advice. Well, try to. If uh, if I didn't, my mom and dad would have kicked me right in the roof. So <laughs> they wouldn't have kicked me. I would have gotten a whooping. We must have had the same parents, Coach. Back, back, back then, it was called a whooping. Yes, sir. <laughs> boy, boy, if you don't straighten up and fly right, you're going to get a whooping. <laughs> I can straighten up and I can fly right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes ma'am, too, because she was tough, too. So. Oh, yeah. Well, Coach, again, we really appreciate your time and your energy. Uh, we 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 hope that uh, things go well with you. You'll always be in our prayers. And anytime you want to come back and have a conversation, man, let us know. Well, you got my number now, so I can't yes. escape. So call me whenever you need. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll sit down and you know drink an orange Fanta and, and, 
Have fun. That's right, cuz. All right, cuz. <laughs> Have a great day today. Thank you so much Thank again. You so much. Have a great day. God All right. bless you. Take care. All right. Thank you, cuz. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's podcast is brought to you by Sphinx. All right. Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. And this is a special time for the show, this quick hits segment. LaVon, you've got a uh, leadership mm-hmm. segment here. What's it all about? It's about educating, empowering, and encouraging. It's a quick hit, giving you information that you can use very quickly. Well, let's go. Bridge Builder Quick Hits, brought to you by Wyatt Law. You've been a coach in the NFL. You've been a coach in college and high school, so you mm-hmm. know a lot about the football business. Right. And so when you're looking and when you were a coach in college, you would actually look at and recruit high school football players. Is Correct. that right? Yes, sir. So we've got, I think, a few high school football players out here in the audience, and mm-hmm. I want to get you to give them some of the benefit of your wisdom and knowledge. You've seen some people do this the wrong way, right? Right. When it comes to social media, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about your social media and your bio. So let's talk about that. Give these young folks some advice in terms of their bio. What should they have in their bio? Well, we are all on social media these days. I'm even actually checking my page here. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I see that. You got a lot of followers. I got a lot of followers. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, uh, your presence on social media is very critical. And one of the things that I always advise a person who's trying to get recruited and putting their information on social media is to make sure you always use your full name. Now, a lot of people call me Big Kirk, and you can see why. But if I was to put Big and Kirk as my information, some people would think my first name is Big and my last name is Kirk. No, that's a nickname. So I want to use Lorenzo Levine Kirkland, my full name. So that would be tip number one. Tip number one, use your proper name. Yes. Tip number two, coming at you. Tip number two, show your high school. Make sure that the coaches and everybody out there know exactly what high school you attend. Include your high school name. Tip yes. number three. Tip number three. Include your year in school. We want to know when you're going to graduate because we're looking at the future. If you tell us when you graduate, it'll be easier to track. So that's great identification. Your full name, your high school, the year you graduate. This is your bio and social media. What else should you have on I would say make sure you got your NCAA eligibility number. That's going to be very important because coaches love that. They can identify you quickly by your number and know who you are. Lickety split. NCAA eligibility number. And if you don't have one yet, well, hey, that's going to be another episode. So what else do they need to have on this bio for social media? Now, I know everybody knows about Huddle. Everybody knows about Huddle and putting your highlight on Huddle. But make sure that information that you have on Huddle, lines up with the information that you're putting out there in social media. So put your huddle, put your highlights on there, include the information that we talked about. So that's setting up your bio. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. great advice for you. And before we let you go, talk to these young folks about these are great future success stories. How do they keep from train wrecking their success stories? When they're out here interacting in social media, building their audience and being cool, how how should they act? Well, I always say make sure you think before you sin. And also make sure that whatever you put out there that your mother or even your grandmother will be proud of. If if your grandmother or your mother think it's a little sketchy or you don't really want to show them, don't put it out there. Don't train wreck yourself by yes. making a dumb boneheaded move 
in social media. So, hey, we want to see you be successful. LeVon, that's great advice. Thank you very much, David. We appreciate, appreciate it. Hey, we appreciate the listeners. Thanks for tuning in and making this such a successful program. We're the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland, and this is your Bridge Builder Excellence Program Quick Hits segment. Everyone wants to be a part of something bigger. But not everyone will. Everyone has goals, but not everyone knows where to start. We are not everyone. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. Welcome back. What a great show, Levon. Oh, yeah. What What is it the best that you like most about having me on set with you? Well, because you always wear these interesting ties. I am wearing a T-shirt, but you're wearing <laughs> a suit. And I know some people get confused, but I think it works wonderfully. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, we mm-hmm. want to know from you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Another great show, LeVon. Oh, appreciate thanks, what man. you do. And, hey, we appreciate you. So please review us wherever you watch your podcasts and uh Give us a like and a subscribe and make sure you come back next week because we're going to have another great show for you then.